watching it. <laughs> I was like, well, you knew, oh, right? You were like, oh god, oh, damn it, dude. Um, they need to sell those at conventions, just like a little suitcase with like Slurpee in it. Oh, no, <laughs> no, <laughs> this, no. This one's strawberry. Yeah. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Anime Summit Podcast. Your favorite host, Melissa, I'm the bomb. And of course, with me every week is Danny. Hey. And Maiden and Nick. Yeah, you kill me. Oh, God. Kill me. So terrible. <laughs> Dude, I watched a movie while eating eggs. That was such a bad idea. Yeah, Nick earlier in the oh. Discord was like, hey, so uh, I forgot that we fry shouldn't eat while watching Made in Abyss. That's 10 points from Gryffindor. <laughs> Dude, Made in Abyss, that's what we're talking about today. We're only two years late talking about the damn... Well, didn't movie. the movie the movie didn't even come to theaters here till recently, right? Yeah, sort of. It was, it like was supposed semi to come recently. Out, it was supposed to come out like twenty. Yeah, or well, it came out actually, last year in in Japan, and then the pandemic fucked shit. No, up, it came so. out twenty twenty in Japan. It, exactly. So yeah, the pandemic's. I'm assuming messed it up. Anyway. Yeah, but yeah. So, I mean, it's okay. And we kind of decided. Last week or a couple weeks ago, while doing the first impressions, we're like, "Hey, you know what? We're, let's not talk about Made in Abyss. Let's probably even watch the movie first because we have to watch the movie." So we're going to talk about Dawn of the Deep Soul, movie three, um, which is it takes place between season one and two, and uh, then we'll talk a little bit about our first impressions on season two, a little bit, the Golden City of the Scorching Sun. Uh, you know, going into back into this, I totally forgot. Uh, you know. How wild, <laughs> like, the story is, it's like... How icky it is. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely, it's got some, some icky, icky icarums in it. It's, uh, but, like, it's just so fascinating. It's, it's fucking crazy. And, of you course... You really fall down the rabbit hole of, uh, the internet. <laughs> <laughs> like, you the lore. You could have just said the abyss. Yeah, you could fall, fall down the abyss. Thing. You fall down the abyss, yeah. Uh, Same thing. Uh, yeah, Masayuki Kojima and Hideaki Kurata do, do a great job. And, uh, you know, the movie shares the credits, you know, with, like, the it's a lot of the same staff as the series. So pretty cool, I think. So I'm very excited to talk about it. I'm very glad it's back because I feel like we waited a couple of years for this to come out. So that's awesome. Uh, and then so we're finally going to review the movie for you, finally. Um, that being said... Let's just jump right into it. Links.animesummit.net. That's where you can find it's a link tree, and it's like a home base for all the links to go to wherever you need to find any of our stuff. So social media, where to listen, YouTube, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and also Patreon, social, yeah, I said already, social media, social medias, and also Spotify. We're trying to get to hundred ratings on Spotify. If we get to hundred yeah, ratings, we're at sixty-three now. Oh, that's actually crazy. That's actually really awesome. I just look. I looked earlier, and I saw that we're at sixty three. I feel like when we started talking about it, only like three weeks ago, we were only at thirty something. So that's pretty good. Um, no, we were at like forty nine or something. Oh, like okay, that. never mind. And then it bumped up to like fifty three. 
Oh, okay. 56. Never mind then. Never mind. I'm ignorant. No, like, yeah, if we get to 100, we're going to do a live stream party and I'll give away some stuff. And Danny is going to review school days and record that into a podcast or something. I don't know if she's going to make that like a probably just like a solo cast, but we'll make it public, you know, because it's obviously we're promising it to everyone. But like, or maybe we, she can have Nick and Kai review it with her or something. We'll, her. Oh my God, no. <laughs> we'll, we'll strap Danny to the rack just like in the abyss and she'll have to watch school days. Well, we poke her belly button. Oh, God. Oh, God. I was just going to say, let's clockwork orange her, but, you know, we could do that, too. Yeah. 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 I was thinking that. I was thinking that. Just that shit was creepy. Pry her eyes open and make her listen to classical yeah. music. Do you see? <laughs> Dude. That movie's weird, too. Yeah, that movie's great. I love it. Um, Yeah, dude, so get us 100 Spotify ratings, okay? Uh, okay, yeah, let's do it. Fucking listener question of the week, Nick. All right, this is from Batman. Who is your favorite dragon, and why is it Trogdor in entertainment? This could be books, movies, TV, or anime. Toru. From Toru. from what? <laughs> oh, Dragon Maid. Okay. Just in case the audience didn't know, I, I knew. I was just saying. Also, Trogdor, man. Jeez, that's what it <laughs> What is this, 2002? <laughs> Tyranitar is my new favorite because it, it just came out in Pokemon Unite. For legal reasons, it's not called Godzilla. <laughs> Wait, Tyranitar is not a dragon. Uh, it's close enough, all right? Just just calm down, Sam. <laughs> what about you, Danny? Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Haku from Spirited Away. Ah, that's a good one. That's a good answer. I Let's see what I'll... CBR says. God damn it, dude. <laughs> Best anime dragons. All right, go ahead. Well, he it. said books, movies, or TV, or anime, and I would say a close What about second. the one from Never Ending Story? Yeah, I would, that's a literally yeah! exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> I just think of the Family Guy thing. I yeah. don't even remember the movie. You're getting heavy, buddy. He's <laughs> <laughs> just like inside. He's under the ground. He's like, yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, Falcor from Never Ending Yeah. He's a luck dragon. Um, I was gonna say Falcor, uh, Purunga also from Dragon Ball Z, and oh, uh, dude, Magic the Gathering, Kakusho the Evening Star, or Nico Bolas isn't Nico Bolas a dragon? Too? Oh yeah, Nico Bolas is pretty fun. He's like the big bad villain. Yeah, he's pretty. I thought cool, he was but... a good guy. No, he's a bad guy. Okay, he's well, one of the he's I'm... one of the main bad guys. Okay, well, I'm he, he schemes. He schemes. That, and I was gonna say Fin Fang Foom. Fucking Fin Fang Foom. The, the fuck is that? Fin Fang Foom is he's the dragon from Marvel Comics. He's like a big, just a re- uh, just a regular big green dragon, and Thor's like Thor fights him, and he's like, oh shit. In the comics, anyway, he fights him, but like in the, later they use him for other stuff. But yeah, Fin Fang Foom. Outside, what about uh, outside of uh, anime? I would say Maleficent. Oh yeah, that's that's top for me right there. Yeah. <laughs> Shout out to uh, the subreddit Dragons Fucking Cars. Shout out. <laughs> it is what you think it is. <laughs> it is what you think it is. Uh, all right, dude. Danny, waifu and his bando. Uh, waifu is Vueco from season two, and then husbando is Bonrood from the movie. Yeah, Bonrood is. Really fucking cool, <laughs> even though he's, like, really messed up. Um, he's a meanie Bobini. Yeah, he's just kind of, like, 
He's kind of like, like he's just the charisma is like, I don't know, dude. Just something about him. Anyway, <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. He's he's like Patrick Bateman, pretty much. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, but yeah, dude. Let's just dive on in. <laughs> you're gonna you're gonna go Australian Jeez. every week now. Yeah, because uh, someone calls cause, you cause, out. Because fucking, fucking King from Discord keeps posting the gif of it from American Dad, and I just. <laughs> when me and Trisha first saw that episode, I did it for like a month, and she got so annoyed. <laughs> You're like, we're gonna have sex. Let's dive on in. Yeah. <laughs> oh no! She'd just, she'd just be like, "Oh my god, shut the fuck up!" <laughs> it's so funny. Dive on it. Okay. Anyway. Uh, yeah, oh, dude. No, I'm gonna keep saying that. <laughs> Let's. We're gonna. Ju- <laughs> no, we're gonna just no. do it in release order. Okay, release order. Obviously, release order is canon okay, order. Okay, anyway, we're starting so. from uh, the bottom Dante's now, Inferno. Yeah. We're starting from Dante's Inferno. Dude. That's release order, technically. <laughs> <laughs> um, Made in Abyss, Dawn of the Deep Soul. So this movie uh, was, yeah, like Nick uh, had mentioned earlier, um, following the release of the first two compilation films, uh, Journey's Dawn and uh, Wandering Twilight, which compile season one in two movies. Um, they announced that uh, a sequel was going to be in the form of a movie, and it was revealed to be titled Made in Abyss, Dawn of the Deep Soul, Fukaki Tamashi no Reime, Geki Choban Made in Abyss. The film premiered in Japan in January 17th, 2020. Oh, and right before the uh, pandemic. We were supposed to get it here in America during Anime Boston in April. But then that convention yeah. got canceled, obviously. So, and then um, 2021 was like also everything was canceled still. Yeah, and so and like movie theaters didn't want to put movies out because no one was going. So mm-hmm. like I think this one, I don't know when. I think it, it came out like a few months ago over here, right? Let alone an anime movie. Um, I'm trying to see because it looks like postponed to the pandemic. Oh yeah, no, it September doesn't... 2021. I, I mean, in select theaters it came out, but, like, I I know there was, like, a big uh, hubbub. Okay. June 29th? <laughs> I'm just, I'm spitballing. I'm trying here. to, like, yeah, right. and I couldn't find it, but I'm trying to think of, like, what it, it was pretty recent. The it was film pretty recent. has been set to premiere in the States at Anime Boston on April 11, 2020, before the convention's cancellation due to covid uh, yeah, regular theater showings in the U.S. had been had been planned for April thirteenth and April fifteenth. What year? Twenty twenty. Twenty twenty. Okay. Okay. But either way. Well. All right. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I know people were talking about. Everyone was talking about it recently, so I think it came out over here recently. We should really fucking know this. <laughs> well, they were. Well, they were talking about it recently, also because they're reading it in manga club. But um, yeah, yeah. But, like, also, I do remember a couple of years ago when people were talking about it. They're like, oh, I'm going to go see this. Um, I assume that it just came later in the year because, obviously, like, theaters were reopening that summer, you know. But either way, we're fucking late on it. But it's okay because, like, we got to watch it and then go into, right into season two, which I kind of like, to be honest with you. Uh, I mean, it, it was planned for August 2020, apparently. Mm, that makes sense. But and it's up to, like, theaters Nobody saw it then, you never so. Know. Right, right. I bet you some theaters, like random theaters, like in, you know. At, I wonder if they did a re-release. Maybe that's what happened. They did a rerun, probably. Yeah, I definitely know that I didn't hear about it on the newscast, and if I did, I don't remember it. But 
Why are we, okay, we're, the reason we're talking about it now is because of season two. That's why. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, pretty much. So, That's why we're so late to it. Yeah, <laughs> but like, uh, yeah, Studio Kinema Citrus, directed and storyboarded by Masayuki Kojima. Script and series composition is Hideyuki Kurata. Character design by Kajuki, Kazuchika Kise. Music by Kevin Pankin. Based on the manga by Akihito Tsukishi. The manga's still going, of course, and uh, I believe it. Uh, yeah, it's like eleven volumes. Nick said earlier. Yeah, eleven volumes. Yeah, and uh, it's web comic uh, gamma in Bamboo Comics. Um, you can get them here in America via Seven Seas Entertainment. Um, but yeah, the the movie covers volume uh, four and five, which is the Edo Front cover, which is the base that Bond drew. Uh, runs with the Umbra Hand. It's Bone Druid's Bone Caverns. And that's where, you know, he did the experiment with Nanachi and Midi. And obviously, Nanachi has agreed to go with them. You know, end of season one, she was like, all right, let's go. Let's go deeper into the abyss. She agrees to yeah. go with, and she knows that they're going to confront Bond Druid in that time. That's basically what this movie is. Um, and and uh, do we need to give a summary of season one, just like a two-second summary of it? Yeah, quickly. This this whole episode is going to have spoilers for Made in Abyss, just major spoilers. So Yeah, yeah. Not a, no manga spoilers, just just what's out uh, in anime. So Yeah, quickly, Made in Abyss, it follows a girl named Rico, an orphan girl named Rico, who finds and befriends a humanoid robot named Reg, uh, who suffers from amnesia and descends with him into the titular abyss that leads deep into the earth in hopes of finding her mother and the truth of Reg's origins and the Abyss itself. Um, so, like, uh, the Abyss is full of all these crazy artifacts, and the town that runs along the top of the Abyss is where Rico is from, and people become cave raiders, and they're able to, like, descend different layers depending on, like, the grade of whistle they have or, like, the grade of cave raider they are. And white whistles are, like, the ones that can go, like, as pretty much anywhere they want, as far up and down as they want. The problem with that, though, is the abyss, the further you go down and then try to come back up, the more curses of each layer that you'll experience. And some people never make it back because of it. So, like... Yeah, you actually... Yeah, you can't you can't go back up no. um, after a certain point if you're a human. Yeah, you'll, you'll get fucked. Like, it's... Yeah. It's, and like, it's, like a, it's like a zip tie. Yeah, yeah. It only goes one way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, you try to go the other way, it breaks. Uh, and so Rico, like the like the first like episode of the season one, she gets a letter from supposedly her mom says, "Yeah, I've been down here the whole fucking time," or some shit. So she decides to go, even though she's like probably like the lowest grade whistle, I think, like a blue whistle or something. And she she's a red whistle. Red whistle, and she goes with Rag, and they go down, and that's what happens. That's 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 basically the whole anime. It's the adventure of the abyss. Well, she discovers Reg too. Yeah, in the she, first like, episode, she, she discovers him. him. He, he's like an artifact. He's like a android yeah. robot thing. Um, so, and some of these artifacts have different powers and stuff, and that's what K Raiders be going down there for, you know. So, uh, it's really crazy. The whole world is awesome. It's it's fucking wild. There's creatures, you know the the dangerous natures of jungles. There are white whistles down there already who have just lived down there 
in the layer that they're in because they're just like they don't want to go back up or they just you know what i mean they want to keep raiding or whatever and so they run into a few of them on the way down of course um ozen being the one they run into in season one and bondrude in the movie dawn of the deep soul um and that's what uh yeah we're gonna talk oh about yeah because in season one they don't actually meet bondrude right they that's nanachi's mm-hmm. like memory that right was, yeah yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. okay that was the story that nanachi was telling reg while they were treating um R- uh, Rico. Rika's hand. Yeah. Yeah. They're like, yeah. She got st- she got <laughs> she's like, and stuff. she's like, this is nothing. <laughs> what do you hear? <laughs> what would happen to Mitty? <laughs> you think one bone broken is bad? Yeah. And then that's when she asks Reg to like, you know, do the deed. <laughs> I stood it on killing you. <laughs> I stood it on killing you quite a bit. <laughs> Seeing you're going to sit there dying that chair. <laughs> that being said, uh, yeah, the movie takes place right when the season one leaves off. Nanachi and uh, Rico and Reg go down to the fifth layer and find the Edo front, the base of where Boundrayud is chilling. And uh, there they meet Preshka, and she claims to be Bondrew's daughter. And Nanachi is trying to confront like everything that she's come from. And uh, they find out the truth of Bondrew's experiments, where white whistles come from. And in order to get to the next layer, the sixth layer, in which season two takes place, you have to have a white whistle. And uh, Rico doesn't have one. So she has her mom's white whistle, but you can't use... You can't use a white whistle that wasn't destined for you. So Bondrew tells them that, and they kind of were just like, okay, well... We're going to have to figure this out somehow. And that's when they see Bondrew's all his bullshit that he's doing. They decide to confront him right then and fucking there. It's fucking crazy. And it's it's badass. It's so sick. Fucking awesome. God fucking damn it. So sick. So fucking dope. God. Fucking awesome. Awesome. <laughs> awesome. 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 <laughs> um, what did you guys think? I mean, you, you know what? Uh, what I was going to say, my initial thoughts... Honestly, we're like, you know, it's got movie budget shit in it, right? I mean, obviously you can tell, um, but like, the quality from the series is like, the, yeah, the, the quality TV show the, looks really good too. Yeah, the TV show was like really good. So like, kind of going in the movie, it wasn't that different. It was kind of just like, oh, okay, sick. You it's know like I mean? it's like Demon Slayer. It's like maybe the movie's a little bit better. Yeah, yeah. With the well, M- I, I'd M- say that yeah, the Sakuga and like the fight scenes were better in the movie, but yeah, yeah, like Mugen Train and um, even Jujutsu Kaisen Zero and yeah, mm-hmm. no, I agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, what do you guys? Uh, what are your initial thoughts coming back into it after? Because after not like so it's been like, like we, a bunch of years. It's been like four years or something, right? Yeah, yeah seventeen, yeah. I think. Five yeah, years? yeah, yeah. Twenty seventeen. Twenty seventeen. Yeah, and you know, Made in Abyss. You know, like it has that very. Um, very perverse things about it. You know what I mean? Just kind of just weird. It's yeah. <laughs> and so I remember I like, how did you guys feel coming back into that after not watching it for, because the three of us haven't seen it since, you know, then. Yeah. And I didn't, I didn't rewatch the whole series yet. I just jumped back in. I'm like, ah, I kind of know what happened. <laughs> like mm-hmm. good enough. Mm-hmm. Luckily it's like, it's a pretty simple story. It's not like way overly complicated. Like 
uh, Rika, Re- I cannot say her name. I keep wanting to call her Regu, but uh, no, um, Rico. Rico. She's just trying to find her mom. She knows her mom is dead. Rico Suave. Um, yeah. But she, she just, she has like the call of the void. Like she's just trying to get down to the abyss. Yeah. Cause I think, cause she's cursed. I don't know if it's like an official curse or like a destiny type thing, but she just like has to go down there. Yeah. I think it's, I think that happened when she was coming back up via the. Yeah. Cause she was like a baby inside of one of the artifacts. And yeah. They brought her back up. They put her in there cause she was like fucking dead. Yeah. And then. Yeah, she was like guts. She was like born dead or something. She got those curses like in, while <laughs> in the thing. She was still born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. She got those curses while in that thing as as her and Ozen were going back up or whatever the fuck. And um, yeah. So, but yeah, like when Nick said, she's like, um, you know, she's got that she's got that need that need for speed to go down there. But uh, yeah. Like Danny, how did you feel coming back into it? You you said you rewatched the two compilation movies. Um, Journey is Dawn and Wandering Twilight. Yeah, yeah. Do you so, think they did pretty good at compiling them together? Yeah, honestly, I actually think they did a pretty good job. Um, especially from not seeing it for so long. It was definitely a good recap. So they showed you, especially the important parts, um, Especially the relationship between Midi and, and Nanachi and, and and stuff. I actually kind of liked the compilation of um, Wandering Twilight over Journey's Dawn. Gotcha. In my opinion. So how how was it but coming yeah, back into yeah. the you know kind of did it seem seem seamless when going into movie three? Yeah, like I it. I mean, in all honesty, I probably didn't have to watch them because it was it was kind of like a, a new s- story and of them moving on and stuff. So, but it was really a, a nice refresher to do instead of just watching all twelve episodes and then going into the movie. Um. So, but yeah, I mean. <laughs> Rewatching it and then also continu- continually watching the movie and then watching season two. That's a lot. Yeah, knowing, remembering Ooh. what I remember <laughs> of Bondrood from season one. Um, He's so freaking twisted. And like when I was watching Wandering Twilight, I I remember how uncomfortable I felt anytime he was on screen. Mm-hmm. I was just like, God, this guy is so fucked up. Like, yeah, I. And then, and then seeing him in Dawn of the Deep Soul, and and his relationship with with uh, Prushka, I'm just like, <sighs> yeah, I I knew like, going into this movie, why? going into the movie, I was like, well, the whole movie there, it, it's this, it's this arc, right? So I know we're gonna see something horrible. Yeah, and. Uh, yeah, it, you know, t- obviously turned out to be a few horrible things, <laughs> but like, um, yeah, they get in there and they meet Prushka and she, they, you know, Brondrude, you kind of like don't know his intentions because the way he's like welcoming them and everything is kind of weird. And then, yeah, he seems like like how Ozen was almost kind of mm-hmm. and like, you know, being very welcoming and like even Nanachi was all like, 
will you let us pass like to go to the sixth layer and he's like yeah sure of course i also have a room prepared for you like i'm just like there's something fishy going mm-hmm. on and i don't know how i feel mm-hmm. like it, i literally my stomach was churning uh, yeah at least you weren't feeling. eating eggs <laughs> no i was i was smoking oh god <laughs> <laughs> yeah so and then yeah they it's very clear that he was going to like do something with the three of them from the start and they start taking yeah. apart reg before nanachi yeah and yeah. um Prushka and uh rico discover him and and free him real quick um yeah so they find out bondrude's secret because he's like he's uh maintaining his life force with like other lives <laughs> pretty much yeah kind of like with, uh, an, ar- with an artifact yeah yeah with artifacts and well with art with an artifact but the, it requires like other bodies and stuff yeah <laughs> and that's why he and that's why he kept like exper- well it's part of why he's experimenting on uh nanachi and midi and all and uh prushka and all the other characters because like he he needs his, he needs more life force, but also he wants to solve the mystery of the abyss. Like he's he's like studying it. Yeah. So it's like a really it's like a weird mixture between like science and like being and being really nice, and then also being like horrifically like torturous. <laughs> he's yeah. like he's kind of like Shao Tucker a little bit. Yeah, it's absolutely very like it's absolutely very body horrorish. Um, but like yeah, he. He basically explains the origins of a white whistle and how a white whistle is made, and it's made with like it's made by another human p- person. And yeah, it's made it's made from people. Yeah, <laughs> they put him in a suitcase, and then it's like they fucking like they crunch him into like a diamond, pretty much. Mm-hmm. And it's made from a thing called Yorworth, uh, which is a life reverberating stone, uh, which is how it takes its physical shape. But it's got to have like the essence of a human being in it, uh, with filled with desire, curse or a blessing, and so like that's why that's just like another reason why Rico's not able to use her mom's to go to the sixth layer because they have to get in this elevator thing to use it and go down. But well, she didn't have a connection to that whistle. Yeah, yeah, because it's her mom's. Um, yeah, but I I thought it was interesting like. Not everybody gives this movie like a the highest scores because like it is like a really uh gross movie, like it really wallows in all the suffering and like almost a little too much. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't recommend it to everyone. Um Bob Duh, he's a guy I I mentioned him a long time ago, but he he does a bunch of reviews. I think he writes for some anime websites now. But anyway, he he did he talked about it. He's like he was a little bit disappointed that they they wallowed a little bit too much in, in like the torture and they didn't really, um, they didn't explore as much of like the themes of like, like why were they doing all of that, uh, thematically, I guess. Um, I get what you mean. That's what he was. That's kind of his thought, his take on it. It's kind but, of, but I mean, other people have takes too. So yeah. Yeah. And I don't, I definitely don't blame people for that stuff because it's just, some of it is just, you know, for example, you know, when they had Reg in the machine and they were taking his arm off. Um, yeah, it, it, Bob does says, like, they, they rather than genuinely grappling with the magnitude of the cruelty, 
Deep Soul simply felt distant and desensitized, reveling in gore just to feel anything at all. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> that's a pretty that's a pretty harsh statement on the movie, but I mean, yeah, he's kind of right. <laughs> I think I think it's like, um, and I personally think like it's for me. I don't want to write it off just because of those things because as a work, it's such a creative and amazing story. Oh yeah, but, it, it'll get a reaction out of yeah, it for sure. But mm-hmm. but I also don't blame people for writing it off if that's the case. But like yeah, like it's. It gets pretty intense, and like especially because it's being done to children, and so Bondrude's thing is he's fueled, and his powers are fueled by these cartridges, and he sticks, he basically skins children and smoothies them and puts them into the cartridges, and then sticks them in his backpack that like powers his. Sh- it is such a disturbing, yeah, metaphor on what he does. Yeah, he and and he eventually does it to Prushka. And so uh, he takes on this, like, beastly form at the end of it when they're fighting him. And he releases all that. Yeah, the- he's like a boss. Yeah. <laughs> he basically turns into, like, his final form, like, fucking, fucking angelic Sephiroth, fucking Final Fantasy VII type shit. And he uh, releases all the cartridges, and he's like, I have, like, finally received the blessing. Like, this is the blessing. And... Of course, the kids, like the three of them, they fucking wreck him, right? And it's badass. That whole badass the scene is just... The fight scene is so good. And there's a part where, like, Reg recharges himself with the base's electricity, and he gets some of his memory back and how to use his body. So he starts fighting differently with it, and it's, like, really badass. Um, like, the way he scales the wall, you know? Like, he turns his, like, wire into, like, a screw and, like, threads himself up. It's super badass. But... Yeah, so, like, that is where, and I think it's worth mentioning, too, like, well, then how do they get down? Uh, that's the, a white whistle comes out of that cartridge that Preshka was in, and it gives it, gives it yeah. to. And, well, and, and, and the reason is because Preshka made f- friends with uh, Rico, and, like, so, like, they had a connection. And, like, I would say that that's kind of exploring some of the cruelty. <laughs> <laughs> Because like, and like her scene, like where she turned into the whistle, was like super dramatic. Like they didn't, they didn't actually. Go, I liked how they did it. They didn't go super gory with it, but like you knew what was happening, right? Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like the re- the regu. I think the the regu scene was a little bit over the top. Like they had like they had like a pee tube and everything, and they were poking his belly button. That was like freaking gross. Yeah, but like yeah. her scene was actually like really uh, like sad because like she. They had like marks on her body, and they they were about to start, and she like grabbed Bone Drew's hand because like, he's basically her father, mm-hmm. and like he the the crazy thing is like he had say he built her up from like a broken like husk pretty much because she was just like she was born in hell you know and she was like hopeless and he like brought her up all the way to this and she made friends with Rico and then and now you know he's he's gonna experiment on her. And like they they went into like this white light thing and like her body like disintegrates and it's like fucking super sad, just like takes so. it all away. Yeah, and it's like I think that's an interesting point that Nick says because, uh, like the abyss is like you're once you go deep enough you're throwing your life away, and it's like it's the the only thing that's driving you is like the desire to know, right? Yeah, and it was. Because initially people were just trying to get money from it. Right, yeah, by getting the artifacts and bringing them back up and yeah. new technology, whatever. And it was Prushka's desire to go with her into the next layer 
that was able to make it so she could produce a white whistle for Rico. And it was that desire that like formed the whistle, which is really sick. Really, really, really fucking sick. And so, yeah, dude, it was, man, that was really fucked up. But yeah, it's kind of like, um, in a way she is kind of going down with her, you know, it's like her desire to go down. Um, it's, uh, she's throwing her life away in that sense by not necessarily physically going herself down, but, uh, you know, letting her life turn into something for Rico to go down with. And it's kind of like, um, Bondrude said something really fucking cool when he, when that body of his was dying, um, because he can like move his body around, move, he can move his consciousness around, sorry, um, with the Zoholic relic. But he said something like, your desire, he was saying it to Nanachi, so your desire surpassed my desire. And that's like, you know, that's fucking nuts because you're three kids and I'm a, I'm a fucking full-blown white whistle. But your desire was stronger than mine. And I hope that you have all the blessing and curses going further down. And it was just like, damn, dude. <laughs> like mm. it was the way he said it it was kind of like god you're such a fucking asshole but it's like that's really sweet <laughs> like <laughs> yeah yeah but like the theme of like um kind of throwing your life away for whatever your goal is i guess it's kind of there a little bit in a really weird fucked up way you know but that being said um any other final thoughts on any There's of those also, parts like a touching moment for like Rico because you know she wanted Prashka to go with them mm-hmm. and stuff and in order for Prashka to to go with Rico she literally like sacrificed her physical body to become this white whistle for Rico because mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean in, at least in that sense she still was able to do something because like if it wasn't for that yeah. desire to be strong enough, then she would have just been the jelly in the, the cartridge, and then right. spit out. Oh yeah, and like, and then when the when the animal came up, or when Mania, the little pet, yeah, walked up to it and was like licking it. <laughs> it was like you knew, so right? You were like, up. oh god, oh, damn it, dude. Um, they need to sell those at conventions, just like a little suitcase with like Slurpee in it. Oh, <laughs> no, no. <laughs> no. This one's strawberry. <laughs> yeah. Ew. Um, but yeah, that's, I think, um, beyond that, they did. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. They, they, well, they learned that, that Regu could only shoot his, uh, blaster a, a certain amount of times. Like they two don't more, know, three like, more right? times. They noticed that, that his helmet can show the amount of times yeah. he mm. can use the incinerator. Yeah. They said like three, but I thought they said nine at one point. Yeah. Cause after he recharged and went through that whole yeah. thing, he had about nine or 10 more uses. But yeah. Yeah. So it's not like infinite. Otherwise it's like. Oh, why doesn't he just blast everything? Because he has a limited amount. But yeah. Um, so they eventually, like, they beat, they defeat Bone Druid, But, like, he's not fully dead. He becomes, like, part of Nanachi or something. What? He can, like, see through Nanachi, I think. Or he oh, can th- see he did with that her. The, yeah, he did that in the beginning. He can surveil what Nanachi's seeing from his base. It's, like, in her eyes. I don't know why. But like, like it's, a, it's on like her hat. I think that's like, is that the eyeballs on her hat? I thought it was on her in her eyes, eyes. But I could be wrong. 
Anyway, yeah. So see, so he is he like fully dead? I mean, I don't know if it really matters at this point, but I mean, it matters. But like, mm, I, it was my understanding that he was not. He's like not, but he but he's not able to like run around anymore. Yeah, he like they they fucked up so much of his shit that he basically. I mean, it would take it would take a bit. He's pretty much like Darth Vader, where he can only wear. Like in order for him to survive, he has to wear like his yeah. equipment yeah. on him. Mm-hmm. And he survives off younglings. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, his consciousness li- no, is living through his his like army, which they called the Umbra, the Umbra hands. hands. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So I, I, uh, beyond that, I think the movie was was great. I mean, like I said earlier, the you know the like like Nick mentioned earlier. You know the fight scenes and those action scenes were heavily worked on, obviously for the movie, and they look really nice. Um, specifically, that they because they fight Bondred a couple times, and um, there's a time where Reg is like going crazy because he's filled with like so much power, and then he gains his consciousness back, and then gets pushed down into the bottom of. A, bot- a bottom of this pit in the base and him and Bondrude square off one more time and then that fight was super sick that 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 part was super dope um really love what they did there for because like he's equipped with all these different powers right because he's gaining blessings from these different cartridges and it's just super st- like they're just shooting at each other like dodging each other and reg is using his thing his reg is fighting the whole time with his arm just fully out and he's whipping it around and it's super dope um i think reina kawasaki did a great job she was a assistant animation director and takashi hashimoto hashimoto uh and her haven't done too much stuff but uh satoshi mori who is a key animation director He's done a bunch of movies. He's done Bleach Movie 4. He's done Code Gay Ass. Uh, Black Bullet. He's done Gundam Unicorn. He was the animation director for Gundam Unicorn. So uh, I'm not sure which of their cuts was in that fight scene, but god damn, that fight scene was sick. Um, and the music was really good, too. Like, they would play this really yeah, somber Kevin fucking... Pinkin. Yeah, they would play this really fucking somber-ass music when intense shit was happening. And yeah, Kevin Pankin's this Australian composer. He does a lot of video game stuff, but he does all the music for Made in Abyss. You know, you know how he uh, he creates his music? Huh? He just dies on in. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> he just dies on in. Do I want it anyway? So like, I think the movie is great. I think it's really cool. I really like this whole thing that we're doing now, where a movie comes out that's part of, like, the canon. I don't know why. I like that. I like Mugen Train. I like this. I like... I fi- I do find that interesting that they're doing that now. Because mm-hmm. it's like a... Like... Well, th- this fit nicely because it was two volumes instead of... They didn't have to, like, stretch out the season, you know? Right, right. Because, um, like, Made in Abyss, you probably don't want to... too much yeah. filler. There's some yeah. shows you actually do want some filler, like Sailor Moon. I think you want filler, but like this one, 
probably just want to get going. Like, <laughs> I don't know. You could probably get away. If you if, if, if you got Junichi Sato himself to direct Made in Abyss, he could make filler work. He could make it work. He could make it work. From what I understand... They'd just be getting tortured for like three episodes in a row. <laughs> <laughs> for no reason. From what I understand, the anime is pretty faithful to the manga, albeit with some things toned down. Um, yeah, the manga's a little more gruesome, apparently. They have a little bit more of some of that stuff. Or a, a little more uh, like l- Lolly Shota stuff. <laughs> Lolly pee and whatever. Wh- which, is, which is like... That's what that's like the downside of this of Made in Abyss in, in general is like just the 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 uh, designs, which it's an upside and a downside because like it's it's kind of like Madoka Magica where you have really cutesy character designs, but like they're all just like suffering and getting tortured. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah. Um. And the poo poo and the pee pee and the poo poo and the pee pee. Um. Yeah, a lot of pee pee poo poo. But like. <laughs> or both. Or both. Yeah. Oh man, wait till we get to the flush toilet. <laughs> the flush toilet. <laughs> Um, the, yeah, but so I, I think it's really great. I really like that idea. And I think what Nick, I think what Nick said is on point because like, um, uh, and what Danny said too is on point because like, you don't want to, it was, it was, it was two volumes of stuff and it's, uh, you know, that the fight I think took a lot of that, the fifth volume and they wanted to stay faithful as they did with season one. So probably just thought, eh. This would be better as a movie because then we can use season two to cover this whole part, you know. So, yeah, it's it's the length of it, two volumes versus three. Yeah, yeah. Um, plus, probably it's just like economically, it made sense. They probably make a bunch of money off the movie. That's true. <laughs> so, yeah, obviously, like it would cost um, more to like put in theaters and stuff, but they probably make that all back, right? So, yeah. Um. Yeah, and I, I, so I, I, I like the movie overall. Um, I watched it. In, I watched it in kind of a weird m- mood because I was. I had a freaking fly in my room and I was trying to kill it. <laughs> and then I had to finish it over breakfast, so I didn't. I didn't watch this like. <laughs> I, I had to watch it on one of those sites, you know, because I didn't get to the theater for it. And obviously, the theater is a way better experience. But uh, yeah, <laughs> don't watch it while you're trying to swat a fly <laughs> or eat. Luckily. Um... The movies are all on high dive. Just yeah, yeah. If for anyone who is looking for it and they don't want to do sail the high seas kind of thing. Mm-hmm. And I think season one only only season one is on Netflix and Crunchyroll. That, uh, is that on Netflix uh, right now? No, um, that's all. The first season is also on high dive. Yeah, that would make sense. It's on high dive, Amazon, and Netflix. Oh, I thought High Dive only had. We them. probably should have stated that right away. I thought, yeah, probably <laughs> we should do that next time. But like, yeah, it's on Amazon Prime. It's everywhere. But I, I probably would recommend High Dive and the way Danny did it and watch the movies. Um, yeah, get a big screen if you can. You know. Yeah. Get some, get some eggs. Get something that's nice and squishy to eat while you're watching it. <laughs> God. God damn it! Dude. Don't do, don't eat while watching the movie. <laughs> don't do what I did. Um, that being said, season two, well, what would you guys, or do we oh, want to rate oh, the no, movie no, right now yeah, or do we want to do it after? Yeah. What do we want to rate it now? Or, uh, you know what? What did I rate the first season? I'd probably rate it the whatever I rated the first season, which I think was, yeah, like, I gave the first season a seven. I must've gave it an eight. Then if Nick gave it a seven. Uh, yeah. You guys might even give it a nine. I don't know. I, I think I had the same deal with the first season. It, it, it was like a lot of, uh, like wallowing in pain, <laughs> the anime, 
Um, but it and and it, it's it's interesting. Um, I just wish there was more. I don't know how do I, how do I even explain it. I wish there was more like introspection with within the characters. It, it's almost just kind of like she's drawn toward the abyss, and it feels like one of those old like parables. It doesn't feel like a modern um, something that I can like directly relate to, kind of. Maybe you can, I mean you can you can but it's not it's not the like it, it's not the same as like Evangelion where like you can just like you can you can use it the whole story as a metaphor for your own struggles or whatever right but with this one it's not it's not as strong of a metaphor for me even though it's like really easy like it's just an abyss <laughs> like I'm going down the I'm going down the hole you know um and to be fair the characters are like nine <laughs> so like what are they gonna do you know that was kind of a wishy-washy answer i i think like the movie was the movie was was very uh like provoking provocative so i'd give it like i give it like a half a point i give it like the same yeah i, I disagree with some it's like the same as whatever i gave the first season seven seven to eight um i could probably give it an eight and and call that good uh yeah i think that makes yeah that makes sense oh uh, danny what about you um what did I rate it? Hang on. I lost it. I know. I should have brought mine up before we, I think I, but I'm pretty sure I did eight or nine because I loved it a lot, but yeah. Um, I did, I did a seven. I rated oh, okay. it a seven. So you probably do the movie the same or do you um, think you do the movie more? I did the movie a seven. Oh, okay. So, um, I just, after literally, I practically binged Made in Abyss all in one day. Yeah, so it's pretty fresh in your mind so, right now. I, I'm very yeah, and like my brain is slightly burnt out because this is the type of show that you really shouldn't binge. I mean, it might be bingeable, but like a lot of fucked up shit happens and it really fucks with your brain. Yeah, yeah. And like so, I said, I don't blame people with it, you know, if you know what I mean. I yeah, so I, I I'm 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 like like I'm feeling some type of way, like I feel really off today, uh, just because of the events that ha- that I've just witnessed. Yeah. All, oh, in the show in or ma- in real life? <laughs> no, in the show. Okay. <laughs> I saw a hobo um, take a dump. I feel off. Ew. Gross. That would make me feel <laughs> off. <laughs> um, yeah, Bonrude. He's a fucked up, per- like, thing. I'm not even gonna say he's a person because he's not a person anymore. No, he's he's out there. Um, yeah, he's not even. Yeah, like he is beyond. Like he he he's is not a like, person. He's a daddy. He <laughs> is very. Uh. He has no empathy for anything. Oh yeah, he's like Kube from Madoka. But except it's in a weird way yes. he kind of does, but he just views it differently. Yeah. He views it like, "Oh, you should be so lucky that you are this thing that you can fuel my, you know." Yeah. Whatever. Like when he was when any time he was, you know, fighting Reg or, you know, um Especially in that final battle, like all you, all he kept saying was like "marvelous, marvelous." Like you guys are, like he was in, he was giving them a compliment on what they were doing to yeah. him. Yeah, I wonder if he and wanted them like, to beat him so like 
so that he they could solve mystery for him. That's like that's kind of what I got. Yeah. That's my tinfoil yeah. hat theory. Because, like, Ozen kind of gave them a trial, too, but then afterwards was like, okay, no, you guys are great. Holy shit. Now I'm going to teach you how to survive. And then she, like, actually, like, gave them tools to, like, go down. Whereas Bondude was just like, yeah. all right, I'm going to fuck y'all up, and then if I do fuck y'all up, I'm going to turn you into jelly. <laughs> like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um... Yeah, like I said, I, I I probably shouldn't have watched this all in one day. Like, no joke, I literally watched Made in the Abyss from the first two movies yeah. to this to second season two. So like Rico's uh, eyes when they're uh, when the blood's coming out of her eyes in season one, that still burned in my mind like really bad. Yeah, yeah, like I really uh, that whole scene when when Rico uh, got. But like she got poisoned by that. Yeah. I don't even know. I don't remember what it was called, but that thing that they encountered um, when when you first meet uh, Nanachika, Nanachi mm. and stuff. Uh, what that whole scenario plus like in what was she was getting the side effects oh. from the the layer that they were yeah. in, and it was just oh man, like I I felt the disparity that Rig had like on not sh- on not not really knowing what to do for Rico. Yeah. Um yeah, there's like a lot of disturbing elements in this franchise. Okay. And so yeah. let's let's yeah, let's get on to season 2 now because now let's give our first impressions of this. Yeah, I I'm actually about to like get ready to start talking okay. about this. And it's funny that you say that because I'm glad that we're only six eps in and nothing super fucked up has happened yet. <laughs> no, we had the meat I toilet. Mean, we had the flesh we toilet. The flesh toilet. Yeah, the flesh toilet. I She's mean, like, R- Rico's like, I, I don't even have to wipe. Yeah. <laughs> and not only that, but the events that happened to Ma. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's. Yeah. We're a little, oh, it's like, it's like the pink uh, fucking. It looks like a Rick and Morty character. Yeah, they're they're <laughs> it's like yeah. ridiculous. It has like butt cheeks, but it looks like a it looks like Wobbuffet Fett for like Pokemon or something. But it's pink. so they they it takes it it literally starts right it starts with the, this ending scene of the movie. Oh yeah, it starts like the second the movie yeah, ends. Yeah, they're jumping much. into the capsule. They jump into the pod and they go down the water. Rico yeah. takes a poop in the middle of it because she has to poop. <laughs> Dude, she's always got bodily functions, always, man. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> she even gets the runs later. Um, but the city they're in is a vill- the village they're in is a village full of um, hollows, like Midi was, and so they're trying to figure out like okay, well, like they speak this other whole other language, which is kind of cool because the language is kind of written out. It's like all capitalized. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, even even so, like I mean, like written out as in like um, uh, like there's like a book of it with like the symbols and stuff that like the restaurant owner person is trying to teach. Moogie, I think her name is. Um, yeah, it's yeah. Moogie. And she's trying to teach uh, Rico how to read it and speak it, and it's really cool. But You could say that uh, Moogie's training her. Moogie's, tr- Moogie's train. 
Never mind. I think, he, yeah, it went, it missed a little bit. That was a stretch. It missed a little bit. <laughs> yeah, that's I was trying to say Mugen Train. Demon, okay. <laughs> that was, that was terrible. It's a movie in a movie. Uh, no, but like, I, yeah, freaking, and it sucks too, because like, then you're kind of like one, wondering like, how long are they going to spend in this village, you know? Because all these like creatures are kind of annoying. Yeah, it's like a Cronenberg village. Yeah, like they're Cronenberg. all weird look fucking monster dudes. Just they look, they're like Dr. Seuss ass motherfuckers. <laughs> and like when they like the the pink ma thing, it grabs it grabs the uh mania, the the pet yeah. bird thing and it like squeezes it. And but then so then so then like the these dark like spirited away soot things come at them and like they they balance it out. They balance out like the the value that was taken or whatever and they they steal a bunch of shit from from the pink dude. And so, like, that happens, like, multiple times. And they eventually, uh, okay. <laughs> they eventually, like, kind of, they discover, like, the origin of those, of the balance. What is, what is the name of those things? Uh, I think they just call it the balancing. Yeah, yeah. I think that's what they call it, too. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so, like, this first six episodes takes place in, in that village. Yeah. And the the gang, uh, Rico, Reg, and Nanachi are like, they're still just trying to get. I, I guess they're still trying to get deeper and like figure stuff. Like, what exactly are they trying to? They're trying to get to the very, very bottom, right? They, they're trying to find the Golden City. Yeah. And like, they think they're in the Gold City, but they're not. Like, they're not quite there yet. Yeah, I don't believe. Yeah, the Golden City of the Scorching Sun. I don't believe that's it. Yeah, the people in the village were the original people trying to do that and th- yeah and, and they actually had a flashback to the original uh, abyss like suicide squad ganja which yeah. is funny because whenever they say it all i can think of is weed because <laughs> like that's something yeah yeah we're weed <laughs> <laughs> but yeah episode one starts off with like that flashback or whatever and um uh I should have mentioned that before. Sorry. Um, but, uh, yeah, the origin of the balancing is, like, one of the people in that squad. And, like, they're attached to these. You know what it reminds me of? It reminds me of, like, the black disease stuff in Princess Mononoke, except not as... Oh, yep, that's a... Yeah, except not, a, a not as way. many wormy things, but, like, more... It's like a black slime thing, and they come up in different... Yeah, it's like slime. Yeah. Just comes in like fucks, with, like beats them yeah. up, <laughs> pretty <laughs> much. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it's like it's just like I punch Danny right, and then the black slime just come up and punches me. <laughs> like she just, she doesn't even have to do anything. She's like, yeah, <laughs> take that. <laughs> but um, yeah, the so the episode six that's how many are out right now. By the time you hear this, the seventh one will be out. Um, but we watched up to episode, we watched everything that's out, which came out August 10th was the last one that came out. Um, but they fight this fucking monster thing. And I was kind of, I'm not going to lie to you. I was kind of dozing in and off cause I'm really fucking tired, but, uh, it's, it's this fucking monster thing with like a shell in the inside of it. And it's a big purple slime and it's really like a colony. Yeah. Yeah. And there's this character named Faputa who claims to know who Reg is. And it's a big mystery, man. I think she was the little 
indigenous villagers. She was one of the original explorers, I think. Yeah, right? she was one of the original indigenous people who Ganja saw and took with them down the abyss. Um, and she was like, yeah. yeah. And then she turned into. At first, I thought she was like, she was Rico's mom <laughs> for a second. That would have been wild. And then it's like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't think that's the case. Yeah, no. But, um, but she turned into like kind yeah. of like a somewhat advanced hollow, like Nanachi is. And even though her vocabulary is still, her like language is still like broken and it's not really all there. But yeah, man, there's like, they threw a lot of stuff in this one. It was, it was a lot. I was like, oh man, they're just in this one village and there's all this stuff. Yeah. So yeah, they're learning about the village. They're trying to get to the gold city. Mm-hmm. There's more mysteries afoot. <laughs> I'm um, I'm sure once we get into the second half, they'll start getting into the, they'll leave, you know, eventually. God, they just remind me of the of the jelly bean scene in Rick and Morty, <laughs> when there's like the rapist jelly bean. What the fuck? I've never oh, seen dude, that. you guys gotta watch Rick and Morty. It's so, so I'm you. I'm not even fucking kidding. You would love Rick and Morty. I've seen it's only so one fucking episode funny. and I liked it, but it was the Mr. Meeseeks one. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, dude, that's a great episode to start. Yeah. But yeah, there's a scene where like a jelly a jelly bean is just like a fucking predator. <laughs> oh my god! And like the part where where Rico is like in that in that uh, building with a, with one of like the big monsters and is like smiling at her and stuff. I'm like, oh god, oh god. <laughs> but then the then the blobs came in and, and roughed him up, the, give him a shiner. The blobs came in. It was fine, dude. Every time so, I say her name, I just say Rico Suave. It's funny to me. It it was kind of cool. Uh, it did get pretty interesting at the end, though, with um, with uh, Nanachi discovering this like dragon creature. Yeah, that was the white-haired like Ganja serpent guy. dragon. As uh, Bailoff, yeah, Bailoff. He's one of yeah, the three stages of the Ganja crew. Yeah, and she discovered Mitty again. I thought they killed Mitty. Yeah, so Bonju didn't they fucking like Kamehameha that? He, yeah, Reg, Reg, yeah, Kamehameha that bitch. But like. I, so the way I understand it is Bondrude would regularly go down there and they use their bartering system to, like, learn new things, right? And he wanted, Bailoff wanted Midi because Bondrude would take Midi and Anachi down there, or Midi down there with him. And he was like, nah, I can't let you have Midi. And then uh, he eventually just came down and, like, made a version of Midi for him which was like a little tiny version of her. And that's what Nanachi's like clinging to. And then, Oh, wait a second. So that's not the real MIDI. It's not the OG. Yeah. From what I understand, it's okay. like a, it's like a, a new version of her. Yeah. It's like an imitation, but she thinks it's the real one. It's like close enough to the real one. Yeah. Bondru just like went down there and was like, that's fucking go. wild. Cause like she makes a, she makes like a, a deal with the devil. She like trades her f- entire freedom for that. Just to like, because the the beast was like feeding off of Midi because it keeps it keeps regenerating. Yeah. Because well, Midi two we'll call it Midi Mark two. Yeah, because uh, Midi is like immortal. That's like Midi's thing is the immortality. Well, yeah, because Midi can't yeah. die, so so it just keeps feeding off of. Nobody puts Midi in the corner. Nobody puts Midi Nobody. in the corner, dude. <laughs> but yeah, that's it's 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 pretty wild. We kind of went all over the place, but because we're kind of just spitballing our favorite parts and some of the crazy parts but it's I, there was a yeah, lot and, and it's just in one village it's you know? interesting like what they're willing to give up like you find out that Riku Rico's is willing to give up like everything just to to free Nanachi yeah but then Nanachi's like no don't fucking do it and then like the uh one of the other uh monsters they met 
they made friends with. I forgot its name. Uh, it's got like the long neck. It is. Oh, he's one of the original three sages. Yeah. Yeah, I'm on the wrong page. Oh, was here, that yeah, Mazukian? Mazukian. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it like covers her mouth with its claws, and it looks really funny. It's like, no, don't speak. Uh, oh, Maji, don't trade. Majikaja. Like, yeah, Majikaja. Yeah. Yeah, it was. So. It uh so yeah she was trying to trade like her her legs or organs or arms or eyes to to free Nanachi and I'm like huh, which one would I pick in that situation dude <laughs> I I think you got to pick legs I would probably do my legs or yeah oh it, it wasn't all the organs it was like half of them but she would still be alive somehow but then I I, I don't think you can do that <laughs> unless it's like all fucking uh yeah like gallbladder and uh not gallbladder. What's the one uh, appendix? Anyway, oh yeah, get rid of your appendix. Well, the gallbladder you really don't really need. Yeah, I think the appendix you don't need that much. Yeah, appendix is just useless. It, people to this day still don't know what it fucking does. But yeah, Majikaja um, was like, yeah, dude, no, like your value will go down because that's how they view everything. Also, you know, I, also, I, I kind of slightly want to go back to the midi thing where Bailoff wanted midi. Uh, I just read that Bailoff sacrificed all. 724 of his arms and legs half of his body part of his necessary That's organs right. and re- and reduced and reduced and used their value in order to in order for midi to be reborn in the village yeah oh so it is midi That's, yes oh, okay yep yeah yep yep yes god i totally forgot about that yeah because he was actually like a big dragon centipede thing but he he, he yes sacrificed literally two-thirds of his body he's still which is funny because he's still really huge and long but like <laughs> huge and long but you know like <laughs> nice nice dude um so yeah now the whole thing is like trying to get a nachi back obviously and it's just uh that was the last thing that we saw was we saw the big fight with the the colony slime thing and every and the village rallied together to like fight with reg and rico and to, yeah. to save the market in the village. And then now they have to go back and get Nanachi. And totally forgot to mention this, but like part of the reason, what the, the main reason they went to that village is because they went to sleep and they woke up and her white whistle was gone, her Prushka whistle. And they went to go after it following a scent, and that's where they ended up. And so this person who, like, her not a uh, hollow was carving at it because that's not the whistle's true form. And the whistle originally looked like a a heart. And when I say heart, I mean like the organ. And then carving it out, it actually is a white and black whistle, which is really fucking cool. And like part of the things about white whistles is that they can awaken the true meanings or true abilities of like artifacts. And so she uses it to fight the big slime thing. And Reg comes down and his arm and helmet are like white. They're like white. Yeah. He, he literally. And I think his skin is darker too. His skin looked darker. He literally went Super Saiyan, and he's just like, brap, brap, pop, pop. He was like, "I heard you call Beat me." Beat the monster. He's like, "I heard you and Anachi and Preska call me." Like, what the fuck? It was fucking badass. It was sick. And then like it went back to normal after that. It like went to, it like it was cool. It was it was very Super Saiyan like. It was super dope. So that's really cool. I'm very curious to see what else that whistle is going to do. I wonder if it's going to do anything else. And obviously, it has a connection to Reg, which is weird, right? Um, yeah. Oh, and and the uh, 
the other character, the long-haired princess, the princess, whatever her name is. My anime list is really bad with characters. Is it Vuelo? Is, uh, is that her? No. Uh, oh, no, Fapita. Fapita. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, 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 yeah. She knows who Reg is. Yeah. She claimed like, and then, what he is. Which is funny because he was like, Reg was the name given to me like up above. So like, well, how would you know? And she was like, nah, you yeah. were Reg before. And it's like, what the fuck? And then she fucking poked him in the belly again. I'm like, this poor kid. Dude. Like, god fucking damn it. This, this kid just keeps getting stabbed in the fucking belly. Um, That's such a weird feeling. That's such a weird the belly button. Like, why does it keep happening? Like, why do you keep doing that to him? Like, why do you keep writing this? You keep, <laughs> He keeps getting fucking in the belly button, dude, too. It's like, god damn. Anyway. Um, yeah, dude, that's crazy, man. It's crazy. I think we're all definitely going to continue to watch it, um, along with the other shows and our first impressions. No, I'm going to, I'm going to drop it, you know, fuck it. <laughs> I'm just fuck kidding. Fuck it, dude. Yeah, it's too much, too much poop and pee. Although, you know. I notice in the, uh, my anime list character sheet, Prushka is listed. Maybe she'll get reborn. Yeah, you know I what? So. I kind of part of me doesn't like that. Part of me was like, I was so, I liked that. Oh, you didn't like that she's the whistle? No, no, no. The mid. Uh, sorry, the midi being reborn. Sorry. Oh yeah, uh, yeah. I kind of get it though, because like it, it's a temptation for Nanachi, you know. Oh, I suppose you're right. I, I yeah, I just um, like, I just yeah. was like, we'll have to see how it pans out. Yeah, because like they, they made that such a big deal at the end of the season one. I was like, damn, dude. But yeah, so now I wonder. You know, like how that will pan out. Maybe it turns out that she is just a, you know, a, another hollow clone or something. Who knows? You know, because Bondrude was capable of just sticking souls in things and sticking them in and out of things, and it was fucking weird. So, that being said, I don't know if I want to rate the show right now. I'm not really a big fan of rating things. Yeah, especially, yeah, it's it's a second season. It's like partway through. Yeah. I used to rate stuff right away. And now I kind of hold off. Yeah. Um, but I, I mean, I'll still drop stuff if I don't like it. But I mean, this is like it's made in abyss. Like I'm gonna finish it. Yeah. I'm definitely going to. I think I think it's good. Like, was season one like the first half of it? I feel like it really picked up in the second half as well, didn't it? Season one definitely picked up in the second half. Yeah, for sure. Like some of the crazy episodes were in the later half. Yeah. So this will probably be. Somewhat similar, maybe. I have no idea. I haven't read the manga. Because but. the first three episodes are like them getting their shit together. And then the third episode is, or sorry, the first two episodes are getting their shit together. The third episode is when they go down um, in the beginning or whatever. Um, and then the fourth episode is like getting to the the first layer and whatever. And so from what I can read here, uh, there's seven layers, eight layers or so, and the eighth layer is called the deepest point or whatever. And they're in uh, they're in six right now, right? Yeah, the capital of yes. the unreturned is what it's called. How many are in uh, Dante's Inferno? Three. There's only three? Yep, there's Inferno, Purgatorio, was... and Paradiso. Oh, shit. I thought, well, okay, I'm looking at a picture, and there's like a whole bunch of fucking layers. Oh, I, you know what? I'm seeing circles of hell. There's nine or the seven. Inferno. Yeah, there's seven or nine circles. Yeah, nine. Yeah. It's got to be nine, right? Yeah. Because it, well, it, that's the same thing in uh, 
in Magic the Gathering to to bring it back to Magic. Uh, <laughs> Phyrexia has nine spheres, so there you go. Yeah, there's nine. There's there's nine circles of hell. So like th- that's all in that's all in Inferno, I believe. But yeah, Purgatorio is like, in my opinion, would be the worst because there's literally nothing. You just kind of linger there, and nothing happens. Um, but like, ah, would that be? The, I don't think that'd be the worst. I mean, I would rather. I don't know. I'd rather not get tortured. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it depends on what the torture is, you know. Like some of the, sometimes that's hot. All right. Well, yeah. Some people are into that. Yeah. There you go. There's there's a really funny Long Beach Griffey video where he like wakes up in hell and he's like, Nah, man, it's chill down here. It's great. <laughs> nah, man, it's chill down here. I'll I'll show I'll link you on uh, Discord. Long Beach Griffey is fucking funny, dude. Um, yeah, he's funny. Yeah, so the seventh layer is. He likes anime too. Yeah, we gonna get we gotta get Long Beach. I'm I'm currently working on trying to <laughs> yeah. Let's get him trying on to there. get collabs with like just random anime creators and how many how many millions of viewers does he have? A couple, three. Ah, it'll be fine, dude. Just just reach out. <laughs> just reach out. Oh yeah, I mean we might as well we can fucking try. Yeah, dude. Um. Yeah, no, I uh, yeah, it's almost four million. Yeah, I yeah, Crazy. I'm excited to see how it pans out. I didn't realize because for some reason in my mind I thought there was like ten layers. No, there's there's seven, and they're on the sixth one, and then the seventh layer is called the final. So they're different. The final maelstrom or maelstrom, yeah, maelstrom, and then then there's the deepest point, is what they call the last. So I guess there's technically eight, but the deepest point it doesn't really count. It's just the deepest point. But yeah, anyway, I'm gonna. It's all, apparently the it's also influenced by uh, Xenoblade Chronicles. I read that on the Made in Abyss fandom. God, there's a few people in our Discord who love that shit. Well, Xenoblade Chronicles 3 is supposedly really good, so I haven't played it, but... I want to play all of them. I played Xenosaga Episode 1, and I didn't know, know that they were related. I thought they were different, but I think they're kind of related. I also do remember playing Xenogears, which I never finished, but... Should remake that game. Should remaster that game, dude. Xenogears. Anyway. Oh, and apparently the uh, island is based off of the real-life island... Agashima. Oh, okay. Wait, I'm which island? I'm just on the uh, Made in Abyss fandom. I just, I just told you, Agashima. No, but which island in the anime? Oh, like the main, the one where the abyss is located. Oh, that's an island. I think, I think it is. Yeah. Jesus. Okay, that whole deep ass thing is in an island. It's <laughs> fucking crazy. I, I guess so. Man, so I need to. Pay attention to the world. Technically, everything's an island if you think about it. Everything's an island if you think about it, dude. It's just, you know, one's thicker than the other with two C's. Um, anyway, we're getting off track. Um, bunch of people boasting titty on Discord. And I'm, I'm like, damn, I want to get a piece of that. But anyway, that being said. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm posting Iron Man 1 videos. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that being said, you guys should join the Discord oh, because man. we're just posting random ass shit all the time. Yeah, we're kind of scatterbrained right now. Yeah. We're done with Made in Abyss. <laughs> yeah. Dude, yeah. If you made it this far, you're a real you know fan. What Danny, yeah, you know what Danny said earlier, how she was just like off? I kind of feel that way right now. Like I watched the movie last night yeah. before b- going to bed. That was a bad I almost idea. was going to tell you guys I couldn't make it. I was like, I'd be like, I don't have fucking time. Yeah. I, I, I got it done. <laughs> Dude, yeah. And I'm not sure if that's just the effect of like the fucked up writing or whatever, or just how fantastical everything is. But like, 
Yeah, I was dead tired today. I was not feeling it. I'm gonna be honest with you. And but dude, if I find another fly in my room, I'm gonna fucking lose yeah. it. <laughs> but yeah, I I feel like this I, fly would not land. <laughs> I was so fucking pissed. It was like flying, just flitting around. I'm like fucking land, you, fucking land. You gotta get one of those. It landed um, on my Kirby doll, and I fucking and Kirby held him in place, and I smacked him. I got him. You gotta fucking get one of those salt shotguns. It's like a, <laughs> it's like shoots like a bunch of shoots a bunch of salt. Oh, that might work actually. Yeah, yeah. yeah then I'd, I'd be sleeping in a bunch of fucking salt. Wake up all cut up. <laughs> Dude, I gotta get a new bed sheet too. My bed sheet is like torn. There's like multiple tears in it. It's so fucking like just terrible. Oh man! All right, yeah, you can tell that we're ready to we're ready to to close it out here. But that being said, yeah, I we're all gonna keep watching it. We'll talk about it more in our summer review coming up. Obviously, in a couple months or so. Oh yeah, so. we we put Made in Abyss in our uh, decade spotlight. We did, yeah. Or no, decade uh, lists. I think. Did we all have that honor list? Like the first season? I'm of pretty it? sure I did. Yeah. I think I, I had it on there somewhere. I, I don't know if Danny, Danny did or not. I thought Danny did. I don't remember. I would have to, we look have to go it back up. and look at it. Either way, we at least one of us did. By so. the way, we're planning another decade series, so get ready for that. That'll be fun. In a decade. In a decade. No, no. For <laughs> when real. we're all when every day is 150 degrees outside. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but no, for real. Yeah, we're planning on doing uh 2000. And nobody has water. We're planning on doing 2000 to 2010 soon here. So, um, get ready for. Okay, that. not that soon. <laughs> Yeah, not that soon. Like, I'm talking like... Maybe next year. <laughs> I'm talking... Yeah, we need more time to plan it out. We're just talking about it right now. Yeah, we got to watch stuff, too. Yeah. I haven't seen all the stuff from that decade. We got to watch it. No, it's it's 2000 to 2009. That would be it. Oh, yeah. No, you're right. 2000 to 2009, yeah. Um, but just giving you that little little teaser there. Well, and, and we are doing the occasional, like, review. That's why me and Danny did uh, Black Lagoon and Osmonga Dio. Yeah, that worked out. Mm-hmm. We sh- we should do another show swap and we should And I'm just going to Sam, you're just going to watch Kaiba. Like you don't get a choice. You just gonna- <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> Fine. God. No, you need to watch that. All right, no, I do need to watch. It. I do need to watch it. Okay. You can you can dictate one to me. That's fair. Let us know how you guys feel about Made in a Bitch, Made in a Piss, Made in Abyss. Who's your favorite character? Nanachi. Hands down. Actually, no. Sorry. It's not Nanachi. Well, it's it's pretty close. Uh, the main character is Nanachi. Uh, out of all the characters in general, Ozen is my favorite. Oh, yeah. Called it. No, you didn't. Shut up. <laughs> what about Danny? Danny is uh, just asleep. Who's, who's my favorite? Is that what we're talking about? Yeah. Favorite character. Favorite character? Um... I don't really have one. <laughs> They're all just so great. Danny's like, this show makes you uncomfortable. Really, Why don't I have one? I yeah. I mean, I I I don't know how to feel. I mean, honestly, it, like they really have no, uh, not enough screen time. But I mean, I I kind of like Liza. Mm. Who the hell is that? Rico's mom. That's Rico's mother. Rico Suave's oh. mom. God damn it, you're pulling a Sam. You're taking a side character. I <laughs> yeah, mean, but Danny pulled a I side just, side character, okay? That's I'm sorry, Yeah, that's a side like, side. I I I just I don't know. There's a lot of mystery about her and I just kind of want to know about her more. I guess that's why I find her so intriguing that Rico wants to find her. 
or at least find whatever is at the end because of the pages that she found that were found when the black whistles um came out of the abyss in the first season with uh liza's whistle and like a few pages from her journal about beyond um i think what was it layer three beyond layer three or something like that sure so, yeah I agree. And in the village, uh, Rico found a page in the market for sale, and she was trying to to figure out how she can buy it. So. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. So yeah. Danny picks yeah. the plot. She cuts not her a hair. Character. I mean, I kind of do <laughs> pick the plot. <laughs> Where Nick is, I pick Mitty. Where. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Where Nick's Nick's whole thing is fuck plot, where Danny's is my favorite character is the plot. The plot. <laughs> Let's go. I like uh I relate the most to Regu and Rico because my, my tummy hurts. <laughs> <laughs> Every time he gets stabbed, it's like, oh that's me. <laughs> oh that's me. Yeah, dude. And, Re- and Riku's just sitting on the t- the turlet all day. Sit on the turlet. That'd be kind of fun to to use one of those toilets. It just like lick a tongues your butt. <laughs> like, that would not be fun. It'd be so uncomfortable. Lick a tongues your butt. Some people would be into that. They're like, ooh. That's it. God, that'd be like such a weird. It'd be like a bidet, but not. It would be. I don't know. If it's like, if it's like, if it's like a okay. If it's like a really big tongue, you know, and it has like just like a lot of like flat surface, you know. Yeah, I could handle that. Yeah, you know, that'd be fine. But if it's like if it's like a bunch of like skinny tongues, bleh, bleh. yeah, I don't no. know about that, dude. Yeah, I'm probably good on all that. Probably like um, I'm just saying, if you don't have toilet paper, you gotta you gotta use a tongue, right? When the toilet paper's gone and you're sitting on the john. <laughs> uh, also, was the toilet just like in the middle of the room? Yeah, it was. Just they like were in, in that the, inn. Yeah, it was just like in the room. It wasn't like it was kind of like a. These monsters are barbarians. Yeah. <laughs> That's I guess. Well, I, I mean, I guess none of the waste like sits there. It's just like immediately absorbed. That's like one of the things that's like that people were talking about. That's like, and you know, it's it's like, of course, it's Rico, the little the little girl who's using it, right? And it's like, mm. oh no, they got they got Reg in the movie. They had his uh, pee tube. <laughs> that was really disturbing. See, like it's funny because like there's a part in Attack on Titan which they cut out of the series. Where oh yeah yeah there was a there was this go- what was there was this government official guy and I forget his fucking name but it was when Historia would rises up again right as after they fight the Rod Rise Titan and the, to punish him they stick him in a machine where they put him upside down they put a tube from his butt to his mouth from his butt and penis to his mouth and he's just supposed to like die over a slow period of time choking on it. And that, like, I understood, yeah. right? Because, like, their shit is medieval. That's got to be, like, a real torture method. No, I don't think it is. If it was, I wasn't about to look it up, but, like, I... There is one where they put you in... They they lather you in honey, and they put you uh, in between two canoes, and then, like, bugs just eat you. Yeah, that's sick. That's dope. If, that kind of happened in the movie, actually. It made the best. Actually, totally did. You're right. <laughs> that was, like, the, that was the intro to the movie. That's like, oh, that's what we're getting into. Yeah. <laughs> Um, dude, if it were up to me, I would love to go in an Iron Maiden. Just shut that bitch, let me go. Quick. Like that. Yeah, you open it up. 
Can you quiet down out there? <laughs> I'm trying Shop. to scream. Dude, where's Tom, dude? She's sleeping. Oh, where? There's nowhere to sleep in here. No, in the Iron Maiden. She sleeps in there. Shop! Um, but yeah. Anyway. Yeah, it's, it's weird, man. I, and again, that's, it's, and I don't blame people for, you know, writing it off when that stuff happens, so. Um, that being said, let us know how you guys feel about Made in Abyss. Um, you know, uh, if you like it or not, what do you think about season two so far? Let us know if you're watching it. Um, I know Manga Club goes hard on it. They love it. Um, at least, uh, you know, I think most of you do. Um, I think Nick was there for a couple of Made in Abyss meetings, right? Or was uh, that Dan? I, I think I was there for the first one, the very first one. Oh, okay. Okay. Gotcha. Um, that being said, I love you guys very much. Thanks for listening every week. Uh, I've been Sam, that's been Nick, and that's been Danny, and we've been the Anime Summit Podcast. <laughs>